Welcome to the Art of Semi-Fiction. I am Robin Miller. And I'm Jane Daly. And today we're going to be talking about creating complex, compelling characters. That sounds good. We need that. Now, before all you nonfiction writers decide to go get a cup of coffee and not pay attention, this is for you too. Yeah. It's for you and not just all that you think it might just be for you memoir writers and you um, creative nonfiction writers, personal narrative but even in straight nonfiction these days, so in a kind of a how-to book, they often have little vignettes. And we need to know how to make those people interesting, too. Okay. So, all of you must pay attention. That's what that's what the basic gist of that comment was. Okay. All right. So, basically, the idea of a, of a character, a lot of people, when they're writing... Um, one of the things I, I see in my writing clients is that they only focus on the details that apply to the story. So uh, explain what you mean. So they don't think about if, if, a, if a character is say a 40 year old man. Okay. And he, maybe his, his marriage is failing and his kids are teenagers and never pay attention to him. Um, and he's going through a midlife crisis and he doesn't like his job. All of those things may be what the, the writer writes about. And then maybe what his decision making process is. How does he heal his marriage? How does he build relationship with the kids? How does he find a job he likes or whatever? Mm-hmm. But that man didn't start at 40 or 45, okay. right? He yeah. had a whole childhood that didn't involve his wife and didn't involve his kids. He had a whole adolescence. He had a whole, you know, through maybe college or his young adult years without these people in his life. And that's how he got formed. So some of his decisions have to be based on what happened before. It's not just, you you don't just, this is not Mork and Mindy. We do not just pop out of an egg, a fully formed human being as an adult. So we've got to take that into consideration. Have you ever started reading a novel and you've put it down thinking, I don't really care that much about this person. Yeah. And that is the death yeah, of your book. Exactly. And the primary reason is because that character is not rich they're, to us. They're, they're not they're two dimensional. Yeah. Exactly. They're either and, and this is this is um I notice this in, in a lot of um new writer writing is their characters and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to a list, but of, of things to how to make uh, characters more complex, but just basic one hundred and one. People are not all good, and they're not all bad, <laughs> right? They're just not. Well, when we talked about this in another podcast, about sometimes your characters are going to make decisions that are not good decisions. Exactly. Even if they're good people, they're fundamentally good yeah. people. I mean, don't we? Aren't we all kind of a mix of of good and and evil, so to speak? Well, and didn't I mention? I think in a really early podcast, I think I used it, and I think I got a really weird look from you when I said. Um, by some reports, Jeffrey Dahmer was a very polite person, you know, <laughs> right. so we're going to put him in the not such a great person category. Um, but he had some redeemable qualities. Please, please and, step into my van. I, I would like to kill you. And then eat you. Um, but, but, but that's, but that's kind of the point. Not mm-hmm. everybody you're, you're, even the people that you want to pull for have got to be a real person and a real person is struggling with something, has a past and they made a bad 
you know, decision and somewhere along the line, they hurt someone they love, they had something bad happen to them, whatever it is, nobody lives a charmed life. Nobody lives without experiencing pain, loss, grief, some sort of trauma in some way. That sh- and it shapes us. It I shapes mean, us. If you exactly. think about your own life, it shapes you in a certain way. And that has to be reflected in your character. Exactly. So we're just going to talk about um, ways to create complex characters. And when I say this too, make sure that you don't just pay attention to your protagonist. Your protagonist or, you know, whoever your good guy is, very important to have him be a multidimensional character. Mm-hmm. We do want to see his flaws as well as his strengths and all the good things and a little bit of the well and also what makes him human. having having a quirk. So maybe maybe your main character is a pastor who everybody thinks is so great yeah. and he's a horrible driver and he cuts people off in traffic <laughs> exactly. and swears. I think and, I know that pastor and flips actually. people off. I mean that would be a very complex character. Exactly. Exactly. Or um, could be. Could be. And on the other side, so this is to not just your protagonist, but think about your antagonist. Mm -hmm. So we don't want to just hate the evil guy. We want to know what made him be evil and not, and have, especially in Christian, with a Christian worldview, you want to write a character that even if they are never redeemed, that they are redeemable. So you want to have, even though you think you are making bad decision after bad decision, you want to at least connect with them and try to pull for them a little bit. Um, so don't just neglect, don't just make a really wonderfully diverse and complex main protagonist mm-hmm. and then leave all your other characters to just flounder, flounder in yeah. the two dimensional world. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want that. Okay. So when you're trying to craft this compelling complex character, the first thing that you need to do, and we talked about this not that long ago, um, on a podcast about, um, increasing the stakes, you need to know, pr- first of all, what are the primary stakes for your um, main character? Mm-hmm. Are they emotional, physical? Is it like death, losing a child, a failing business, a failing marriage? What What is it? That right there is going to be the point from which you then need to build information about this, this character. Mm-hmm. I'll give, I mean, I have a very interesting family background, as Jane knows. Um, and my dad was married multiple, my, my biological dad who abandoned us before was a year old. So I never grew up with him and never had really a relationship with him, but I know that he was married multiple, multiple times. And one of his, he had one other child with another third or fourth wife. I don't know. Um, and that half brother, his mom and I actually are really close. So it's kind of a weird kind of, you know, modern family kind of yeah. a situation. But I actually said to her once, does, you know, He's been married a lot and he has three kids from two different wives. Does, did he ever talk about like feeling bad about like he just like left people? He always, his thing was just to like go out to the store for cigarettes kind of a thing, you know, come back that kind of a, that kind of a thing. Some of it wasn't quite that bad, but it was along that line. And she said, yeah, no, he didn't have a problem with that at all. He just, he never connected with him as a human being that that is an extra bad way to leave. A person, and I th- and I thought about that. I mean, obviously that's my own story, but it isn't really my story because I'm so was so not connected to him as, as in a relationship. But thinking about that, if if you have somebody, if the stakes are a failing marriage, and it was my dad, he would leave. He would not have a problem with leaving. 
But I would want to know why he didn't have a problem with leaving. But another person, like if I was thinking of leaving my husband, that would be an agonizing, emotional, horrible, awful, gut-wrenching decision for me that I would struggle with for years because of my faith belief and my love, well, my love for him, but my belief in about and com- what com- mm-hmm. commitment is. So that's important. When you know the stakes, then you can start building how would this particular person react? And then the why of that. And, and you know, you may bring this up, but one thing that I've found especially helpful is I will sit down at the beginning point or near the beginning point of my novel and write like a complete character background. Yeah. Um, I don't do the whole, you know, little outline with the things. I just say main character and then just this is this is who she is. This is how she was raised. This is where she went to college. These are her beliefs. This is what she thinks. And, and that helps me kind of get that yeah. beyond that two dimensional yeah. person into somebody who's really flesh and blood, who has their good side and their bad side. And, and, and that's, that's what I used to do too. And I still do that, but I do this first. And the reason I do this first, I do the first two questions f- first. Okay, what um, were the first two questions? The first one again? is, what are the primary stakes oh, okay. for the main character? Okay. The second one is, what is your main character after? Okay. And what that means is, is he, does he want love, fame, health, notoriety, money, forgiveness, revenge, atonement? And I have a note here that says, a set of stakes doesn't dictate one goal. The stakes of impending death could lead one person to finally take revenge on an old adversary, and it could make another person seek forgiveness for past wrongs mm-hmm. so reconciliation so just because you've got one stake impending death you're, you have six months to live that could make a million different people do a million different things so those two things setting and the reason i do those things first when it applies to my particular fiction writing is because then when i do the backstory which is the third thing i do then I have those questions in mind and I can think when I'm doing the backstory, what would make him, if he's after fame, why? If he's after money, why? Why is that his primary goal? Did he come from poverty? Did he come from, he was the only one in his school without the Nike kicks or whatever Mm -hmm. they were supposed to, you know, what formed him? So I can, I can create a backstory for me that supports his current motives and I can understand him better through where he's at right now. And and I think it's important, too, to remember that this is not like a, I'm just going to sit down and do this in a day. This, yeah. this is so important to really take your time. I yeah. mean, um, I was, I can't remember who was reading. She said she takes at least a week of steady work on her character backgrounds so that um, she she's making sure that she knows the character inside and out. She even does like an interview. I can't yeah. remember who it was. Or maybe it was, wasn't was a her. I don't know. But um, I mean, this is not <laughs> like, I'm going to just start writing this book because, and these are my people. Yeah. I think you, re- you really need to take your time and um, yeah. determine those questions. Exactly. And then who you're, what's well, your backstory? Well, well if, you, if you think about it, if you have... Um, for example, in your marriage and in my marriage, when we first got married, we had to work out stuff. There were things about, you know, mm-hmm. you and, and your husband, Mike, and my, me and my husband, Ian, that 
we're not the favorite things of the other person for whatever reason, or we're just two different personality types. We were just talking mm-hmm. about how, how I'm like, I'm list. Let's get it done. we got a schedule. Let's go. My husband's kind of like, it'll happen. It'll happen. And we're still married 23 years later. So it's, we've worked it out, but we had, he had to not just understand that that was a, what, how I work, but why, where does that come from mm-hmm. in me? And where does his kind of, it'll happen come from in him. And when we understood those motivations, we had grace for each other. We could work around it. Mm -hmm. We could, and we could, we felt heard and listened to and understood. So we could pull toward the middle where I'm a little bit more relaxed and he's a little bit more on time. Yeah. And and Mike and I found the same thing. Yeah. I mean, you have to do that in a relationship and you're in relationship with your characters. Right. And it's not to say that your way is the absolute truth and that's the way it has to be and Mm. nor is it saying that his way is bad it's exactly because we are that we are that mix of complexity that makes up who we are so if you if you as a writer are thinking about um so your main character is wanting revenge he wants revenge and you're not the kind of person who would seek revenge on somebody interviewing him why do you want that? What is what is behind the mm-hmm. need for revenge? That's a really important That's technique. That's a powerful motivator. Yeah, to to think about cuz cuz don't we all as a human race, we can make judgments on everybody until we know their story and then we're like, hmm, you know I what? I can show you grace because yeah. I know where you've been. And that's kind of what needs to happen for a couple reasons. One, when you're writing a character that needs to be multidimensional, we want to see and root for our our main characters, but we also want even the antagonists to have some redeemable quality. So we want to extend them grace. So if we, yeah, they're horrible, awful people, but we know that they were tortured as children and sold into slavery or whatever, Mm -hmm. then even though we don't excuse their behavior, we understand it and have some empathy. We can also root for them. Exactly. Yeah. So, well, and also your character arc has to be that if you're going to, you can't just have an exact revenge and that's the end of the story. Yeah, exactly. You need to have some sort of a, of the stakes, the drama of what's going to happen. Yeah. And then they don't exact revenge. And here's why. And maybe the twist is they come to Jesus. Yay. Yay. Okay. You're okay. welcome, everybody. You can use that as a plot. So the, the why, the backstory and the why of, of what, what their current goals are and their current flaws are is super important. And then just general back. I mean, we want to know, did they grow up in a family where they're the only child or whatever? Mm-hmm. Cause all of those things shape us. Where did they live? Did they live? Birth order. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Did they have two parents in the home? Did they have an extended family? Were they rich? Were they poor? Exactly. All of that, all of those demographics shape, shape us. But it's only when we look at the, what are your stakes? And what is your main character's kind of motivating goal? Are we going to be able to fill in the details about that childhood mm-hmm. that really impact and inform his choices now? So... Um, another way to comp- com- uh, create a complex and compelling character is to pursue or to really think about how they're planning to go after their goal. So it's one thing to want fame, but are they planning on sleeping with all the directors in town? Are they planning on bribing people? Are they planning on going to every acting class and tap class and audition for everything they can and work as hard as they can to try to make their break? That's mm-hmm. important. Whatever their goal is, whatever it is, how they're going to achieve it will tell us a lot about them. And if you don't know it, we don't know, then you don't know enough about your character yet. Well, and what also would make your, your character in that particular instance is they're doing everything 
that they that they should do to get to get fame, but then they're offered a chance to like cheat the system. Mm. And do they take that chance to yeah. cheat the system or not? Stakes. Yeah. And then if mm. they do, they've made that bad decision, even though they're such a good person, but they've made this bad decision that ups the stakes. And it gives us another piece of why would they do that? Why would they? Exactly. Yeah. Well, why and that's my character and, do that. And that's the next one is what are their fears and flaws? Mm-hmm. So if, if in this example, if, they were afraid that they're not good enough and their flaws are they're a little lazy. The easy way always looks like the, a fine way to take mm-hmm. the easiest route. And somebody offers them an easy route and bypassing their fear that they're never going to happen because it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And their flaw is I'd rather, you know, not have to do all the hard work. That's, that's a motivating factor for them making the choices. So if you know what those fears and flaws are, and you can convey them to us, then we can be sitting, you know, behind the book saying, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Because we also know that you are actually going to regret that decision. Mm-hmm. Because maybe the core of this person is really has integrity, but in a moment of weakness, because of the fear and the flaw, mm-hmm. makes a bad choice, but we're going to be rooting. And when you've created a character that we really lean into and are rooting for, your character is complex. If, like you said, your earlier example, if you don't care, that's not a good character. No, <laughs> not a good character. Um, so you want to also know after how are they planning to go after the goal? Who or what is blocking their way to success? And that can be their own flaw. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about the, uh, in an earlier podcast about the introvert situation. It might be their own, you know, their, their own, own fear. Yep. Yeah. Um, so what do they have to change? about their circumstances or themselves to find an alternative route around their obstacles. Which creates that character arc exactly. that, we ta- that we talk about. Exactly. Is where they start here and where are they going? Yeah. So if you've got a guy who wants to be a Broadway star, but he also wanted money, and so he married a guy who married a girl whose father had a business that he could just slip into without having to go through the ranks and whatever. Mm -hmm. So we've seen him take the easy way and then he's going, trying to take the easy way, but he can't is he, does he have the character to do it the hard way? Mm -hmm. So you're what, how is he going to get there? And, and, and that decision-making process, and it can have some of those starts and stops we've talked about before because that makes an interesting mm-hmm. story he doesn't have to just beeline it to the right decision make him make some bad decisions make them make your your main characters not always do the thing that they should do and they don't always recover. do the right thing yeah and that's okay and this is the the, the last thing to creating a, a complex and compelling character consider what will happen if they fail mm. so there are people who uh, Again, with my 18-year-old watching things that I don't watch, he likes the um, alone, um, where they, they put people remotely. They're not not the naked and oh, alone. Oh, not that oh, one. Oh, oh, no, okay. it's just it's just these people, and they've, they can take 15 items or something, so they're taking axes and string and fishing net and whatever else. I take chapstick. Um, <laughs> I take sunscreen is what I would take. <laughs> I take all 15 items would be sunscreen. Let's just talk about being a redhead. Um, but they put them put out. They're all in the same terrain, but they're miles apart, so they can't ever see each other. And it's the last man standing wins a a money prize or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's, can they get food? Can they shelter and all that sort of stuff? Um, But it's interesting. 
everybody starts out going, I'm going to knock this out of the park. I've been, you know, I've been hunting for years and I've been doing this. I'm a wilderness survival uh, coach. I was a Marine. I was a whatever. And everybody's got, you know, they are absolutely going to kick butt on this thing. They've prepared and they all, they all have skills that are ridiculous, ridiculous skills. And then somebody within day two, I stubbed my toe. I stubbed my toe. I miss my wife. Um, my kid's birthday. I mean, it's like, it's kind of, I, I mean, ran out of chapstick. I I to go seriously. Home. It's so funny because you forget that you can be as equipped for something in the physical, but there's a mental, emotional component to everybody's journey, which is very good for your character to experience. Exactly. So you have to think, what happens if they fail? Mm-hmm. And it may not be because they couldn't do the thing. They weren't capable of it. It may be because there's an Im- internal emotional something mm-hmm. that's blocking them. So the last kind of part two to that, what will happen if they fail? And what are the consequences to themselves and others? If you think about that, the consequences to themselves, if they make, if they make a misstep, but also what's going on around them, those richness, the richness of those choices and their implications make a character interesting. If whatever they do never impacts anybody, if whatever they do really is not a big deal to their journey, it's not interesting. So we need to see, you can, you can talk about the primary stakes, the background, the, what your main character, what's the motivating factor for your main character? Why, where did all that come from? Um, how are they planning to go after their goal? Who or what is blocking their way? What are their fears and flaws? And what do they have to change about their circumstances or themselves to find an alternative route around the obstacles? And what will happen if they fail? And what are the consequences of that failure? If you get those things all thought through when you're writing your character, naturally, they're going to be more interesting. But also, you can put some of that information into backstory and into the circumstances so that we can see fully the richness of your character. And hopefully, we'll want to read on because right. it'll be a complex and compelling character. Great. So, you have been listening to The Art of Semi-Fiction. I am Robin Miller. And I'm Jane Daly, where we explore every corner of the written word. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe and like us and leave a review. And thank you again for listening. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm.